0: Hey everyone, welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci
1: and Scott Jams.
0: This is episode 19, Backpacking South Africa. On this episode, we will discuss what it's like backpacking in South Africa and how it is different than backpacking in the U.S. We have a special guest with us today, Robin League, who has spent two years in the Peace Corps in Swaziland, Africa. She has also backpacked in South Africa, specifically on the Wild Coast. So welcome, Robin. Thanks, thanks for having me.
1: Welcome, Robin, <laughs> South
0: Africa. It's good to have you with us. It's nice to have an interview.
1: <laughs> so I guess our first question is, like, what is the Wild Coast?
2: So the Wild Coast is the longest stretch of coastline in South Africa that remains untouched. So there are no big commercial developments on this coast. It's pretty much all sustainable structures um, from locals who live in these villages um, and then just wilderness. I mean, it's just wild. So there's none of these big developments that you usually see um, stateside on the coastline.
1: So is it... you know, like, it, is it accessible? I mean, like, it, when we think of backpacking in the United States, we think that we're going out in the wilderness, we're carrying our home with us, um, we're gonna be out there for a few days with with no civilization whatsoever, But, but that's not really true in other countries. Backpacking kinda has a whole different meaning to that, right, so, like, when you say, I'm gonna go backpack, on the wild coast what is that what does that mean
2: yeah i um i actually remember when you first asked me if i had ever been backpacking before and i told you yes because <laughs> i had been backpacking in south africa and I quickly realized that you meant something completely (laughs) different from what I had actually done. Um, So to me, from my experience backpacking in South Africa, what that meant is more um, like hostel hopping. So on the Wild Coast, there are these hostels that are strategically placed about a, a day's hike apart from each other. So essentially what I did is I went to a hostel, stayed the night there for a night or two, and then I walked six, seven, eight hours to the next place where I stayed there again. And that's kind of what backpacking means in South Africa because they're called backpackers that you stay at. They're not called hostels. So backpacking is literally hopping from a backpacker to a backpacker.
1: So, But you're still out there. You're still kind of carrying your supplies. You're still... You know carrying your water and, and things like that, right?
2: Yeah, so I mean, it especially um, in places like South Africa, it's really important to make sure that you have a good amount of water at least, like one to two liters um, with you at all times because you never know where you're going if they're gonna have water that is safe to drink and you need to have enough water that you know that you can find a place to boil it if you need to and find it if you need to before you get so severely dehydrated that it becomes a problem
0: now did you experience having lack of water
2: um backpacking through south africa i didn't um i did have water issues in my village in swaziland um, because we lived in a semi-arid region, and so they got about five days of rain a year. Um, so there were points within the year where the water, what they called boreholes, which is where you pump water out from the ground from the water table, right. would dry up, and we wouldn't have water. And so I did experience issues with it then, but you just kind of learn how to reuse it really well. Um, but backpacking wise I didn't have that issue, partly because I also spoke the language. So if ever I did run out of water, I could easily ask a local to boil me some water and I could drink there.
0: Would you actually say that it was helpful for you to know the language
2: backpacking in South Africa? Oh or... absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 Absolutely. It um it made it a lot safer because I could access a lot of areas that people who didn't speak the language, could not access, Um, because there is a lot of like racial tension, especially in South Africa, but knowing the language, um, specifically I spoke Suzulu, and I spoke a little bit of Kosa. and being able to communicate in those languages really kept me safe, Um, and they took me from being a foreigner and an outsider to being a sister. And, um, so that helps me a lot, especially in transportation, getting to the wild coast. Cause it's pretty far, far out there. Um, so it was a very helpful tool for me.
1: So tell us a little bit about, I mean, two years in the Peace Corps, that's like crazy. So like, tell us like be kind of, before we go back into the backpacking stuff, tell us what you did there. Well, like what, you know, like, I mean, you know, you're, you land, I mean, you go to Swaziland, like what? What are you doing in the Peace Corps? I mean, what was your experience like?
2: Well, I lived on a homestead with a family for two years, um, and the beginning of it was really difficult because I remember them dropping me off in my village, and my mother wasn't even home when they dropped me off. And they drove away. And it was just me and these five kids staring at me. <laughs> I just had a thought. uncomfortable. <laughs> so and I couldn't say even like say anything to them because I didn't know the language well <laughs> enough. And they were just watching me unload all of my bags and stuff. I'm pretty sure that's strategic by the Peace Corps. <laughs> Weed out the week. Early on, early on. Um, but after at the end of the two years,
1: and when they say dropped off. Like they they later they push you out of a. Plane. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Give right. you a
2: couple kicks right, to right. really right. like right. ground you.
1: There you in. go. Good luck.
2: Yeah. pretty much. I'm pretty sure if they ever find out about this, they will be calling me. Always, always cutting back on the little extras. I think I signed a contract to not say that stuff at some point.
0: All right. So moving along. <laughs> Oh, this is not the Robin League that you all know <laughs> <laughs> this is undercover
2: no but I loved it though it was a, it was a great experience and I did a lot of um, I mean you were supposed to do projects which I did I did do projects we put on two camps um, for girls empowerment and we brought in girls from all over the country ran them through these camps um, we taught in my village specifically I was able to find someone a local Swazi Organization to come in and teach 40 of our farmers how to beekeep. And that was another project that we did. But honestly, the most important thing that I did over there is I did an exchange of information and culture. So I taught people about American culture, but I also got to learn about their culture, and I made a lot of really good friends from doing that. And I would say that that was the most valuable part of it.
1: Wow, that's really cool. Yeah,
0: I mean, you speak a lot about culture and how culture has been, like the utmost important factor for you being there and, and to learn from. So, you know, speaking of culture back when you're backpacking, did you run into a lot of other backpackers when you were there? Or for the most part were you pretty much on your own solo until you entered back into um, you know, another backpacker?
2: Uh so at the backpackers there obviously were a lot of
0: right but on the trail did you on
2: the trail um i didn't actually meet a lot of people that were backpacking the trail itself the first day i went from the most remote kind of village to a lesser remote village and it was just me and my guide and i was gonna go by myself um, but they told me it was a little too unsafe to go by yourself, so I, right. I hired a guy to go with me. It cost me, like, $5. <laughs> and he took me, which I'm really glad he did, because a lot of it was kind of bouldering up mountains, so there wasn't really a trail. So I would have never figured it out on my own. Um, but I did. We,
0: we do we do know that from backpacking <laughs> with you here in the U.S., <laughs> that maybe you would have not figured that out <laughs> on your own. <laughs> Yeah. But, so i'm really glad you hired a guy
2: <laughs> i would have been fine Arya. no i know i, I know you would have been good <laughs> would have gotten eaten by a bear but it would have been fine no it would have been good so no i didn't i didn't meet a lot on the trail but i did meet them and the backpackers but for me it was about hiking the wild coast and i think for a lot of people that's not necessarily the case
1: got it yeah, yeah. so tell us a little bit about what you know what the wild coast is like so i mean for it's pretty touristy or some some of the places down in in south africa can be kind of touristy you know um when we do our research um, about planning a trip down there but what you know it's not like out of here you you know you know you you know you go to rei you buy your national geographic map you know they tell you what trailhead you can start at and you know you park your car and then you hit the trail and so you're out there for really as long as you want to go out there. You know how is that different than you know than backpacking? So I want to spend five days on the wild coast backpacking. Like what what would what would I expect? Well, how is that different?
2: Uh, I think parts of it are pretty similar and parts of it are really different. Um, first of all, getting out there is. A huge challenge. Why? Why? So, I
1: want. I know, I'm trying to lead you into that car story about you're just not. You're just not like driving out there, right? Or you are, but.
2: Yeah. So it. It. I took public transport out there. A lot of rich. Like, like
1: Marta, or like a, like a, like a.
2: Like Marta and crack and slightly intoxicated. <laughs> so
1: when you say public transportation, I mean, is it fair to say that there may be chickens? Involved? Oh, absolutely. Okay, when,
2: okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll have some chickens. I never had a goat. I was a little sad about That's that. That's unfortunate. Yes. But yeah. I have had women like give me their babies to hold on on the transport because you're like really like sausaged in there.
1: It's very communal. It's a very community <laughs> yeah, yeah. orientated yeah, public transportation system.
0: Absolutely. There. It is a lot like Atlanta's public transportation in a way.
1: True. You could be given ah, a baby. You're sausaged yeah, you in could, there. You <laughs> could. Right, you could yeah, absolutely.
2: But yeah I, getting out there you know I had to it took me about 13 hours to just get to the To the hub That would get me onto a pickup truck Which I hitched onto To get me into the village And that was about a two hour ride So it was in the back of the pickup truck And it had kind of a cover over it So I would say there was probably About 15 of us in there Plus the chicken, which got loose, which was really <laughs> unfortunate. So we're all like crooked neck trying to catch this chicken with our limbs. <laughs> that's like flying around, shitting everywhere. Can I say shit? Yeah, yeah you that. can go on. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, that was really, really fun. And then I remember I got dropped off and it was already dark. And I was trying so hard to not get dropped off in the middle of nowhere that I didn't know what the heck was going on in the middle of the, the night, and I failed. I failed miserably. They're, the stars were gorgeous, though. And they dropped me off, and luckily I knew the language, so I could be like, where the hell am I, and how do I get to where I'm going? Right. <laughs> so somebody was able to help point me on my way, and I, I managed to get there, but it was, it was an interesting experience for sure. But I got the first night free, so fun fact. If you're able to get to one of these lodges on public transport, they give you the first night for free, complimentary. So there you go. And that's for it. the trauma of <laughs> yeah. trying to catch a chicken
1: all over you. They give you the first night free because they see the fear in your face of actually making it there. They, I think, they feel if you can make it here, your first night should be free. Yeah. If you can actually make it to yeah. the hostel, well,
2: an experience that <laughs> right. you know fully.
1: Right. right.
0: So, well, that's such a big part of what we talk about all the time. Um, you know is the experience of backpacking and the experience that you gain by doing these things and that's such a huge experience that you were able to access very cultural to be able to um, become involved in and start your trail and your journey
2: oh it was it was really really fun it was especially fun because i was able to kind of talk with the people who ran one of these lodges um one of them is completely sustainable so it's absolutely off the grid completely solar po- powered and essentially it was set up by a guy who came in and wanted to start this backpackers but he wanted it to be run by the locals so there's a whole bunch of um, local kids who are in their early 20s who didn't have a good education and really didn't have a future or a way to better themselves so he taught them skills. He taught them if they were interested in cooking, he taught them how to run a kitchen out of backpackers. If they were interested in math, he taught them how to do the books, the accounting books, and run the cash register. One woman approached him and said that she wanted to learn how to be a masseuse, so he sent her to massage school. And so this lodge is now completely run by these local people who have now gained these skills, and he is completely out of it. So it was really, really cool to talk to them and see a positive influence on this village because it was given to them and and kind of controlled by them which is not something that you often see especially with NGOs coming in and just donating things
1: right and i love their website because their website is they they tell you on why you should not come to the hostel (laughs) and so they really kind of take it um, in in a different approach it reminds us a lot like um, the hostel in the forest down in brunswick georgia where they they kind of say, "Okay, we want you to come." However, this this is this is our culture, and this is what we do. And if you can't, you know, for some reason, if you can't see that or envision that, or don't or don't want to, you know, become a part of that, then yeah, maybe
2: we don't want you here.
1: Maybe yeah, yeah. Maybe we don't want you here. Yeah. And so I, I really you you really have to respect that, you know. Um, um, and I, it's I cannot wait to get there i cannot wait to get there
2: i hope you all can come yeah
1: yeah absolutely so like so when we hear "hostile" then in the united states um as far as backpackers go um and we have a ton of them on the pacific crest trail we have a ton of them on the appalachian trail when you're through hiking they are um we have them in northern georgia that's really not um it it's a little bit of a it's different than when you're backpacking in South Africa. Hostel has a has kind of a different meaning to it. Correct? So, a hostel in like on the Appalachian Trail, you're you're kind of bunking there. You know, you're you're just sleeping there. But the, but the hostels in South Africa, it it is really more of a kind of like a community experience right would that be fair to say
2: it i would say yeah it definitely is because they offer a lot of especially really cultural things so they um have what they call like traditional healers over there so it's basically like kind of your medicine man um and you know like that's an offering like the traditional healer there will take you and kind of show you his life and how he makes his herbs and where he finds them in the forest and things like that. Um, Or they'll take you on village walks and talk to you about the culture there. So there's a lot of sharing. It's extremely educational. Yeah. 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 Um, which, uh, But it's on their terms as well, exactly. which I really like. They get to choose how much they want to show you. And honestly, the Kosa people were very warm and welcoming. And they wanted to show you a lot of their culture, which was really cool. But I think that's something that's really unique to South Africa. Because when you go to a hostel here you're not getting like a cultural experience. Like you're saying, you're just right. bunking there.
1: A lot of times you're getting a snoring experience. <laughs> it's, about the, <laughs> yeah, it's about the biggest cultural <laughs> experience you're gonna get at a hostel on the Appalachian Trail. Um, um, but so, so, um, so share with us. Share with one of like one of the better hostels or your hostel experience. Just kind of give us give us an example. You're backpacking. You come to a hostel. Like what, you know? What do you expect?
2: Well, generally they're very warm and welcoming when you arrive, um, and they kind of hook you up with a room like you would in a traditional hostel. So you're sleeping with a bunch of other people um, in a room. And they usually have communal meals. So there's an option usually where you can buy into dinner and you all kind of sit down and have dinner together, Um, which if you ever get the chance to do that, I highly recommend doing it because the meals are first of all really good and they're also a really great way to meet people and it's a very community-oriented environment. Um, And then I think the first thing that pops into mind is there's no lights. And I'm not talking about... Like, you go out and you turn off all the lights, but you can still see the glow of the city, like, kind of far off. Like, there are no lights. And it is so cool because there's no lights for hundreds of miles around. So at night, the stars are so bright that even if it's a new moon, you can still see. You still get, like, slight shadows, you know, from the stars. It's that bright. It's really cool. Um, So that's really neat about it. Um, It's truly wild. Yeah, (laughs) it is. But it's it's friendly if you if you kind of know what you're doing and you know and you're open you don't have too many expectations i guess is the most important thing because things change there and it's okay that they change whereas here things change and sometimes that's not okay because you have these expectations and like, man, it's just like people explode. But there that's just
1: like... <laughs> no, seriously, there are people exploding there, right uh, now as we speak. Spontaneous yeah.
2: combustion. It's a thing. Wikipedia that shit. <laughs> but, you know, things change. Things happen. Sometimes they're full. So they put you in at the neighbors and now you're doing a homestay. And that's just how it goes. And right. you have to be willing right. to be okay with that, you know? so how is how is backpacking
0: um you know taking away from the like the hostel experience for a second how, how is backpacking different than backpacking in the u.s so what what's different in your pack what are you not taking that you would take here on a
2: backpacking trip or what are you adding to is there is there any difference well, I mean, I didn't take a tent right? because I knew I would. You could. I mean, right. there were places to camp and it was cheaper. I didn't take a tent because I was in like one of those Jameson backpacks that you like take to school. So right. I wasn't <laughs> in, like an actual backpack. Do right.
1: we, we do not recommend that backpack, <laughs> by
2: the way. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I had. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I used a lot of bungee cords, so I could (laughs) bungee cord stuff to it. It worked out fine. But So I didn't have a tent. I didn't have a sleeping bag. If I ended up in a situation where I needed sheets, I just used a jacket or several of my shirts and made my own sheets. Um, So mostly it was just clothes. It was water, and it was enough food to make me feel okay if I got into a sticky situation.
1: And they... um they have trails i mean these these are like legitimate you know trails that you can you can go hiking or backpacking on correct
2: i mean i guess it would depend on your version of legitimate but yeah they call them regular
1: trails trails. yeah yeah yeah. okay yeah are the trails marked do you know you're on the trail
2: Uh, (laughs) that's kind of why i needed a guide the first part the second part i could figure it out a little bit better Um, Because it was a little more within the village, a little deeper and and better marked, if you will. Right. So, it really just depends on how far in you are. And, um, but you can figure it out. I mean, it's on the coast, too. So, I mean, it's rugged. There's parts where it's cliffs. And so, you have to figure out how to get up those cliffs. Yeah, what's, what's the
1: terrain like on the Wild Coast?
2: It is, well, it's rugged. It's beautiful. It's green. Um, the Indian Ocean is gorgeous. It's this beautiful blue, um, but it's very up and down. V- there's no nice ridges. It's just you're going straight up or you're going straight down, and that's kind of the hike. It's pretty exhausting. Um, and there are parts where – there was one part where I had to wade through water that was up to my neck, so I had my backpack on my head just hoping you know that I could make it before the tide really pushed it over – my head. Um, and I was, you know, completely drenched, but the nice thing about there is it's a very arid region. So you dry out very quickly. (laughs) Right. Um, so that wasn't like a huge issue, but you know, you just, you never really know there's cows. You have to move off the trail upon occasion. So you shoo them off and, um, you meet people along the way. And so what time of year are you doing this trail? I did it in March, which I really liked. Because it wasn't too hot, so the hot season, because it's in the southern hemisphere, is opposite of our hot season. So December is really, can I say fucking? Yeah, okay. You can say. It's really fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have PG. This y'all. podcast is not PG thirteen. <laughs> in case
0: you haven't noticed, okay. December
2: is really fucking goddamn hot. So March is great because it's like past the point of no return, um, in a good way. I guess I said that wrong, but. Um, it was great because the rains had made everything green but you're coming on to winter so it's cooled off a little bit but it's still beautiful to look at
1: so and you know in south africa it's like when you're when you're backpacking from hostel to hostel i mean it really is is it like a route is it like is it you know i mean it's basically you're hiking on the trail one time but you you might be in the back of a pickup truck the next going to the next hostel I mean it's not like these hostels are are along this trail I mean they're they're spread out all over the place correct
2: well for the wild coast they were along the trail so that was the nice thing about the wild coast is that you could just hike from one to the next without getting in a. and how track. long
1: is that I mean what would how many miles would that be like how, how
2: I did I did so I did three hostels back to back so between each it was a day hike Gotcha. Um, But I think there's some farther down that you can keep going. I think there's five total. Um, But I think the ones past those first initial three are pretty far away. So I would say a 12-mile hike. So you're really pushing it. You really need to get up early, have a good pace to get there before nightfall. Because you really don't want to get caught outside after dark. um, Because that can get dangerous. And you can't get into situations you don't want to be in. Um, but for the most part, you know, if you stay out in light, you'll be fine.
1: Sure. And, and all the wildlife. so like, if I was doing the wild coast, would I see wildlife or is wildlife pretty much, um, and I guess I, I mean, when I say wildlife, I mean, you're not going to run into your, well, I don't know what, what kind of wildlife would I see? Would I see any?
2: I saw a shit ton of cows. Does that count? And a, and a, and a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and some chickens, some yeah. goats. Yeah. As far as big game, which is what I'm guessing you're asking about, like the lions and yeah. Your yeah. elephants or and any stuff. Wildlife. So in South Africa, most of those big game are found in your game parks. So you're not going to see those except for in those game parks, which you can go and stay at. You can't really backpack because that's dangerous. And you'd be eaten. Right. Right. <laughs> not fun. But if yeah. that's if you do want to get eaten, I would recommend Botswana. Gotcha. Botswana <laughs> does not have a lockdown on that yet. It's so okay. you can see some elephants just hanging out next cool. to your car as you're driving. So that's what you want. Very cool. That's where you should go. <laughs>
1: well we were gonna we also were, not advised. <laughs> also, <laughs> yeah we're gonna stay at um what was the elephant uh park where you could sleep at the tents. Um, and you could go to a watering hole. Remember, we well, had several you know, of them. Yeah, yeah. That so, Alba? so you can still camp. I think, yeah, I think that was mm-hmm. the one. You can still camp, and some of those, and um, some of the game parks, you can camp. But you oh, yeah. are literally in kind of like a boundary and area, enclosed, yeah. And an area, yeah, a closed area.
2: And I have done that. Like in Kruger, I did go and I camped, but you they have like limitations on when you can be outside of the camp and they will shoot you on site if you are outside at the certain hours because they have such a problem with poaching so you know you can see game and stuff in your enclosure
0: so. That, would, that would suck. And this podcast was sure. getting dangerous
2: right. as we speak. You know, Welcome you, to South Africa. It's wild. You
1: drink a lot of water that night. You got to go out and pee. You know. You know. I mean, Just don't leave
2: the encampment. Because if you would do. suck. Yeah. yeah. Or if you got broken down, right? You're driving your own car on a safari. All of a sudden you break down. You can't figure it out before nightfall.
0: Jurassic yeah. Park.
2: <laughs> Isn't this what the whole idea of MS mess? <laughs> Jurassic Park. Yeah, you hear the helicopters coming. You know it's over. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Only right. substitute elephants and giraffes.
1: Yeah. So, and then I guess the, the the other thing too is like if you are going to, um, you know, when we are doing our research uh, to go down there, even if you do uh, rent a car down there to 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 you know to kind of. Go out there and and play on the wild coast. Even you have to be prepared just by running a car. It's not like you're going. I mean, you, you still have to be prepared, right? Well, I yeah. Mean,
2: I mean, because your car might not make your car it in. It make probably it. won't, honestly. Right, right. So you're probably gonna need to get someone who can pull you out of mm-hmm. some ruts. Make sure you have two or three spare tires. <laughs> right, <laughs> it could really get you there. I have no idea how you're getting out, honestly. Yeah. But.
1: So like, so <laughs> so, would you recommend like uh, for for regular people that would go down there? Um, like where, you know, what advice would you give somebody who wants to go backpacking the Wild Coast? You know, what what advice would you give them to say, okay, here are the three things that maybe. Eh, you should kind of avoid. Avoid, yeah. Um, rent a car. Check your rent a car. <laughs> Honestly,
2: I would take public transport, even if I was in a group, even if I didn't know the language. I would try public transport, just because it's such a good experience. So I would say that's number one. Also, they're gonna get you to where you need to go. Once you get into like the local village areas outside of the big cities, they're usually very helpful getting you to where you want to go and you're gonna have a really cool story to tell after that so i would highly recommend that plus if you break down it's not your car right Right. you just like hitch on the next one and you're good to go so i would take public transport um i would definitely get a guide to take you on the trail and and how
1: much does a guide what how much does a guide cost?
2: i think it was like 150 rand, so that goes to like a buck,
1: 10 dollars. Ten, oh no,
2: 150 rand would be a buck fifty.
1: Would be a buck fifty. Yeah, it's like almost ten to one now. Yeah,
2: yeah. So it's like nothing. Okay. So I would definitely invest in that.
1: <laughs> um, Wise
2: investment. Pocket change. And then. I think I would also make sure to factor in time to spend time at each one of these places because each one of them is very, very unique and there's a lot of really interesting things to do and you can learn a lot about the culture and the people there if you take the time to do so. And that would be the whole value of backpacking the Wild Coast anyways. Like, Yes, it's beautiful, but there's a lot of beautiful places in the world. This is really organic and it's such a cultural thing that you're not going to get on any tourist trip at all. Um, so I would recommend making sure that you build that time in.
1: And there's a lot of things to do um, on the wild coast of South Africa. I mean, there's a ton of things to do once you actually start doing you know, your, your research. Um, you've got the garden route um, that if you do wanna drive, it is one of the few paved roads there, if you wanted to do it. And when we're looking into flying into Cape Town, I mean, if you fly into Cape Town there are a, there are many hostels just in Cape Town alone that you can stay at, correct?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean it's easy to get around yeah. and find places to stay. Yeah,
1: we don't want you to think it's like it's, this, you know, like you, you know, it, it's you know, if you just put a little planning into it, uh there's a lot of adventure groups that do go uh, and do the Garden Route. It's 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 very accessible to do if you're with a group or you are with a guiding group. Um, G Adventures goes down there. I think REI goes down there. Um, you know, Full Moon is trying to go down there. Uh, so there's there's a lot of different um, there's a lot of different groups that go down there. But to, if you want to get away from that and really kind of really get into that experience, um, get away from the groups and take public transportation really get deep into the wild coast.
2: Absolutely. Cuz I think that the wild coast the bigger organizations aren't going there cuz it's so far out, but it's if you can figure out a way to get there, it's definitely worth it. And it's totally doable. You just have to kind of be willing to ask questions. And
1: they really when when we were when we were contacting them, when we we're planning on a trip, it I mean, you would think that when you send an email to some of these hostels and you inquire about you know, hey, you know, I'm gonna bring like, you know, eight people there, just kind of trying to get a feel. You would think that um, because it's a small village, um, it's South Africa, you're like, oh man, you know, I gotta I hope I get an email back within a week. I, I was getting emails, emailed back quicker. I, I mean, I could not believe how fast um, some of the hostels emailing back and say absolutely what do you need what can we do and very very friendly and they really want you to come down there and um, and visit I mean they really want you to come out there
2: yeah I mean South African people for the most part are really really friendly people and very inviting for sure and you know as long as you're not an idiot you're gonna be pretty safe honestly <laughs> right, right, like don't be a dumbass and right, you'll be fine right,
1: right, <laughs> right. words of wisdom Robin League.
2: do y'all approve that one i do yeah, yeah. okay yeah.
0: that statement is approved by this podcast great <laughs> oh
2: well
1: thank you so much man thank you for like really giving us some insight on uh, backpacking um, in south africa in the wild coast that's really really super cool man
2: yeah well thanks for having me on your podcast it's been super fun
0: i know it was really cool i mean she just popped up in our house and she's like hey guys. I am
2: snuggling on the couch <laughs> yeah, <we laughs> and are, yeah. so we
0: roped her into doing a podcast and on a on a topic that she's very passionate about so no thanks again for joining us and 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 it was really fun having you on our show. It was fun to be on your show. We love going
1: backpacking with Robin. She's always a ton of fun.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Always a story to share. Absolutely.
1: Well, check us out. Uh, Every Thursday, uh, we bring you this podcast. Uh, This was episode 19. Man, I can't believe it's been 19 episodes. Um, Then on Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on our Facebook page, The Backpacker TV, we do our live show. Um, everything about backpacking everything that you want to know about backpacking especially new people are getting into backpacking that is the show for you Um, we have our three biggest mistakes new backpackers make Um, you can check that out on our website thebackpacker.tv, and then subscribe to our videos we um, usually put a couple upload we try to upload a few videos a week on our YouTube channel that's the backpacker TV so check that out subscribe that would be we would, we love um, getting comments. By the way, we love your comments. We just got a bunch on our YouTube channel uh, about the um, about the uh, some our mattress pad show that we did.
0: Oh yeah, so, yeah, keep them um, coming, you guys. Yeah,
1: I just answered some about the uh, ThermoRust Neo Air. So um, keep those comments coming. We love them, and we will see you next Thursday.
0: Yeah. Until then, thanks for joining in. Bye, you guys.